0: better legal protections and labor organization in the sector would be beneficial for um, for workers in that sector right and that there is and in fact that the idea what is cast as economic freedom um, as you know the kind of idea that uh, all these kind of uh, delivery riders zipping around on uh, at the same time as they have all these other jobs allows them to kind of supplement their income and earn more than they otherwise would that that is you know, um, a myth, in fact, and doesn't correspond to economic freedom but economic subservience and dependence. That seems to me it would be a better response than simply kind of um, suggesting that a, an authentic socialist would um, kind of stop ordering food on delivery, get off the couch and uh, jump into the street demo.
1: So one of the notable things about the app economy more generally, and specifically the delivery apps is that they don't work, which is to say they um, repress wages for delivery drivers. Um, the convenience that they bring, okay, that's up to you to decide um, whether you as a consumer like that. Um, but they do um, wear down restaurants. Um, they they and kind of distort restaurants own business models. And perhaps most importantly, Uh, is that they are not profitable. Um, And it's much like Uber, um, and Lyft and companies like that as well, um, where a lot of uh, money has been pumped into them. Uh, Revenues increase because people start using them. um, But they nevertheless continue to make losses. And they keep doing that until presumably, um, they're sold off in an IPO. And the original Funders and investors um, get paid, um, and they let let leave uh, some other suckers holding the bag. Um, and so, you know, just these are these figures aren't the newest ones, but you know, DoorDash lost four hundred and fifty million dollars um, off of nine hundred million dollars in revenue in 2019. Uber Eats lost $460 million um, in the quarter four 2019 revenue out of 734 million uh, in in revenue. And that's Uber's most profitable division. So this gives a sense of the scale of how this might have changed a little bit with the pandemic, um, and they might be a little bit more profitable. Um, But I I note that Uber Eats recently withdrew from Brazil, and it was the biggest competitor to iFood, which is the the, the big one here. Um, So I it's it's a question about how profitable these things are, Um, and it seems to me that their main purpose, like as well, hasn't like with Uber is that they're a battering ram against labor rights and against the old um, the old businesses, whether it's taxis or restaurants. I don't think that's um, right. to to get a piece? To get a piece of the action? I don't
0: think that's I don't think that's right. I don't think they're battering rams exactly. Um, I think so. I think Uber might be an exception in that regard. So, because the business, as far as I understand from what I've read, the business model of Uber was that they would kind of use cheap money that they got from borrowing and from venture capital and so on to undercut existing cabbies, basically, in major urban centers. And once they dominated the market and they'd introduced kind of um and they'd introduced self-driving cars, they would basically have this essentially permanent monopoly and it would be then like basically you know kind of guaranteed money and rent in the future so but that so that was a battering ram to break into the you know the kind of um, local cab markets around major urban cities that doesn't seem to me to be the case with delivery though right and i don't know that you know and if it's putting you know if restaurants the restaurant sector is kind of being forced to adapt to this kind of, you know, what the apps are, the effect of the apps, that doesn't seem, you know, I mean, I mean, it doesn't seem to me like a matter for condemnation or um, or celebration one way or the other, you know, like different segments of the market, capitalist market will evolve in different ways. It just, you know, it is the way it is. It's not as if restaurants are more entitled to, um, you know, kind of being insulated from these kinds of competitive pressures than any other section of a capitalist economy. So, I'm not quite sure they are battering grams apart with the possible exception of Uber.
2: Um, I think I probably tend to agree with Alex. If there is any, like what are the, like the, the bigger goals of these delivery apps? It seems like there are two. One is destroying restaurants. So the idea being that if you were to destroy all the restaurants and to reduce them to um, kind of non uh, eat in, but just like food producing distribution centers, this would shift a massive um, amount of people's disposable income to um, to delivery apps. I mean, this isn't entirely possible um, because you no, would imagine there's always going to be the some model, restaurants. But
0: no, but the model isn't is based on, on eliminating restaurants. It's an attempt to change the market, but it's not an attempt to eliminate the sector, which is what Uber was, right? So Uber was designed to drive kind of cabs out of it was designed to drive cabs out of the market whereas deliveroo isn't say isn't premised on the idea that or uber eats isn't premised on the idea that no one is ever going to go to a restaurant again i mean well, now but it's quite no but it's a work, question
1: it's a question of it's a question of margins it's true that maybe uh, uber didn't want uber did intend to completely supplant taxis where but uh, but i think the evidence shows that the entry of these apps into the restaurant business have very much distorted restaurants own businesses um, that they get rather ripped off from that and also even just as a consumer you end up going to a restaurant and it takes much longer to get the food uh, and what they produce is made much more for delivery so it kind of warps um, the previous yeah, so existing economy so, so my um, experience and and then, and then that- there's sorry and then there's the the, the the other the point about labor which is that it relies on and pushes towards greater informalization of, of labor
0: Yeah. So I don't know that it was, I mean, the point is though, like, it's um, you're already dealing with, you know, it's partly an effect of uh, the fragmentation of the labor market so that you have the kind of the two-tiered labor market where you have older workers in kind of more secure professions that will tend to be more unionized and will enjoy kind of legacy legal protections. And then you have the more kind of informal gray zone economy where there'll be fewer protections, the gig economy and so on. So, I mean, but that, was that is an effect of labor market changes. It's not, and it's something which the apps, it's what the app economy exploits, right? So, I mean, the whole business model of Uber was based on basically exploiting the, you know, kind of casting Uber drivers as self-employed contractors rather than employees, right? So it was based on kind of, um, you know, exploiting a legal loophole so well you know i mean again it just kind of indicates how fragile but i mean the lack of innovation but you know it's an important point about the lack of any kind of meaningful technological innovation there's a huge gap between self-driving cars and the uber system but at the same time kind of exploiting um you know legal loopholes rather than actually creating um genuine new value or creating new productive and technological processes
2: yeah i mean sure. there's another there's another element of this though that it unlike uber which is you know what what's the decision which it's trying to get you to to change and it's like do you use another taxi or uber do you use uber or another mode of transport i think with with delivery apps the the thing that it's trying to make uh it's trying the problem that it's trying to create <laughs> rather than the solution it's trying to create because it you know we, we now know that that tech is about solutionism it's about creating problems And that to which you have solutions rather than creating solutions to existing problems. That is a lot more efficient from the tech point of view. I think it's like it's trying to make food and consumption at home when you when you don't want to cook a a problem. This is my (laughs) kind of phenomenological reading. Ie, it's my personal experience, which I'm uh, anecdotally trying to dress up into something more theoretical. Um, Yeah. So it's like it's it is an attempt to make you not want to go out to restaurants like de- 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 deliberately it's trying to say you know that's a certain well, the weak, activity
0: so if you're weak willed you might kind of fall for it but obviously most normal people will still go to restaurants so i mean i just don't no, i just is, don't see it
1: i'm not sure that's i'm not sure that's actually the case if you have the if you have the convenient option on the table you, you, often, oh, no, call, like you if... often go for that but i mean we're going to come on to the question of um of what whether restaurants are um kind of an important bit of infrastructure that should be maintained, irrespective of, uh, of of other questions. But before we do that, we should continue talking about the about the labor question. Um, well, they,
0: but they, but right, well, I mean, you know, like, I mean, the again, I mean, they're exploiting, you know, they're exploiting pre existing things. To that extent, you could say they might be exacerbating um you know exacerbating problems in the labor market but really it's legal changes in the labor market that reflect kind of um general capitalist sluggishness which is a decades long problem which these you know kind of companies are trying to exploit and also and also cheap money right so low interest rates they've kind of benefited from the flood the kind of tidal waves of cheap money over the last um 30 or 10 years more specifically, but broader, you know, the larger historic period as well.
1: Hey there, you've reached the end of a short excerpt from an episode that's been released only to our patrons. If you'd like to join us and gain access to around two Patreon-exclusive episodes a month, please go to patreon.com slash bunga We'd love to have you.